0: You're listening to the Grace Covenant Statesville Audio Podcast. Today we want to talk about the value and the necessity of community. Here's the reality, we need each other. Mamet, turn to your neighbor and tell him this, I need you. Go ahead and tell him. Some of you are saying, well, I already knew that, right? Not in a, not in a dysfunctional way, but in a healthy, functional way. But here's the reality. We do need each other. We were created by God. We were hardwired for relationship. We were hardwired for community. And let me tell you how you function best. You don't function best in isolation. You don't function best in doing life alone. Though sometimes you feel like, hey, maybe it would be safer and easier if I was just doing life alone. Listen, you function best as you're connected to Life-giving community. Why? Because that's the way God made you. Not made to be an island to yourself, but made to be a part of God's bigger plan. You know, when we're processing through a relational crisis or dealing with someone's dysfunction, we can think, like, who needs relationships? Like, life would be easier if they were not people. Anyone ever think like that? I, would be there. I know oftentimes I thought, wow, this pastoring thing would be a whole lot easier if they were not people and they were not problems. <laughs> but then I thought, wow, if there's not people and there's not problems, then what? I don't have a job, right? <laughs> but oftentimes we come to um, relational crisis and we just think, wow, this community thing's too hard. It's too painful. People are too messed up. Like, like w- why would we want to do that? But the bottom line is we need each other and we're better together. As we come together, we're able to share strength, to share abilities, to share struggles, to share encouragement, and to find greater joy in life. Because each of us have our own unique contribution to make to community. It's kind of like this building. Um, I was here right from the outset as we looked at the building, as we were trying to make a decision on, is this the right place? And... Then I was a part of seeing the building come apart and then come back together. And this is what I know. There were a lot of different folks who made it happen. It wasn't just the electrician alone that we needed. Now, the electrician had a, a significant role to play, right? Um, but we needed more than the electrician. We needed the carpet layers. We needed the painters. We needed the uh, the plumber. We needed the... Um, the contractor, we needed volunteers, what well, it took a lot of people. And as everybody brought their contribution to the whole, this is what happened. And I think so it is, so it is in life. But well, we each have a unique contribution to make as we connect in community, as we connect in community, then we can share our strengths together. I don't know if any of you have been watching the NBA playoffs. Anybody, any basketball? Yeah, we have a few. NBA playoffs. I've been watching it, and there's been some really good games. There's, there's um, two series being played now, uh, in case you're not watching. One of the series is the Cleveland Cavaliers playing Boston Celtics. Amazing last night. Cleveland won a game. Um, they won a game, but... Interesting, Cleve, the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you don't know anything about professional basketball, the Cleveland Cavaliers have what I believe is the most talented player playing the game today. Maybe one of the best players to ever play in the game, LeBron James. I mean, he is an amazing talent. But you know what the Cleveland Cavaliers have figured out? Is that one man, no matter how talented he is, cannot win the championship. One man alone can't make it happen. What does he need? He needs the other players. He needs the other individuals on the team, other individuals on the bench to make their contribution if they're going to win games. And last night, finally, it happened. They, they pulled off a big win. When other individuals became involved, it wasn't just one really talented, gifted player making it happen. So if you could think of it like this, that the basketball team is a community. It's a community of individuals. And it can't just be one talented player. What, no, they need every player making a contribution. So it is in the life of the church. We need each other. In Galatians 6, 2, the Scripture says this, Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Then if you look to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you don't have to turn there, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul uses this analogy of our physical body. And he talks about how each of the parts of our body need other parts. How many of you know if you cut a finger off of your hand, that finger alone doesn't function well. Right? But when the finger is a part of the whole hand and it's working with the other fingers, then what? It's effective. And so Paul uses this phenomenal analogy of how the physical body works. And he says it's the same in the body of Christ. And basically what Paul's saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is that we need each other. And we function best together. We function best when we're connected in authentic, genuine community. So so community... It's God's idea. He made us, He fashioned us for community. As we invest in relationships within community, not only do we glorify God, but we find fulfillment and encourage, encouragement, and we find purpose for our lives. Looking there to your notes, Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend wrote the following in one of their books. He said, Biblical growth is designed to include other people as God's instruments. To be truly biblical as well as truly effective, the growth process must include the body of Christ. Without the body, the process is neither totally biblical nor orthodox. And I think that statement says it really well. If we're going to grow, if we're going to become all that God's created us to be, and if the church is going to be effective, then we have to engage in life-giving communion. We have to engage in being a part of... of of the body of Christ, of healthy community. So turn to your neighbor and say, hey, we need each other. Now tell them this, we're better together. And it's so true. We need each other and we're better together. Listen to what the Scripture says. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. It's on the screen, so let's read this together. Would you read this with me? And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. So these, verses of scripture, these two verses of Scripture challenge us to three points of action. The first is this, we're to consider one another. In other words, you're not living just for yourself. We're to consider the interests of others, the needs of others. Second, we're not to focus on... We're not to to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We should consistently come together and worship and engage in biblical communion. And the author of Hebrews says, hey, that's really significant. Third here, we're to challenge or exhort one another. This word exhort means to encourage and to direct. We're, We're to encourage and direct one another. Where does that happen? It happens in the presence of community. So if community is what we're made for, and if community is where we function best, why, are, why do we have this tendency to avoid community? What is it within us that has a tendency to kind of have a, a long-ranger mentality, a solo mentality? I think there's three challenges, and there are your notes. What keeps people from embracing community? The first is what I would call individual versus Communal. We live in a world that can be cut, that can be customized to accommodate our personal taste. In this culture, we're conditioned to look out for self. And if, if you if you question that, just watch some of the advertisements. Turn on the TV. Don't watch the shows. Watch the advertisement. It, and most every one of the advertisements wants you to believe what? It's all about all about you. Not about. It's all about you. What do you want? So we're living in this culture that conditions us to think individual, self, not communal, others. I think here's a second challenge that keeps us from embracing community. It's what I call isolation versus congregation. Oftentimes we isolate ourselves from fear of deep relationships. Possibly you've been hurt in the past. Possibly you've been injured. There's been hurtful words. I don't know what might have happened. You've been a part of community and it wasn't a healthy experience. So what do you do? The tendency is to isolate. Or oftentimes we're afraid, like if somebody really finds out who I am, then they won't like me. Therefore, we well, we isolate. We isolate ourselves. We retreat to what we think is a safe place. We think it's a safe place, but it's not a healthy place. So we isolate rather than connecting in congregation. Here's a third challenge that keeps us from embracing healthy community. It's what I call independence versus dependence. And we take comfort in our ability to be self-reliant. We think we can make it on our own just fine. We don't want to have to depend on anyone else. Like I, I can do I can do OK just fine. I don't need anyone else. And, and that that attitude, that mentality can cause us to withdraw from community rather than Engaging in community, independence versus dependence. so to be able to engage in healthy community, what do we have to do? We have to make a move. We have to make a move. You have to move from individual to communal, from isolation to congregation, from independence to dependence, because we all need healthy community. We all need healthy community. tell your neighbor, it can be messy. Go ahead and tell him it can be messy. Let's be honest. It can be messy. But you need community. And let me just take a little side road here just for a moment. You know why it's messy? Because we're all messed up. And if we could just get over that. You have issues. I have issues. We all have issues. We're all dysfunctional just a little. We think everybody else is dysfunctional and we're okay. And that's not true. We're all dysfunctional just a little bit. We're all messed up just a little bit. So this is what I know. Community can be messy. It can be messy, but it's so critical. So critical. So so how how do we connect to community? Why do we need community? The you know, life that comes from biblical community is vital to spiritual health and growth. Matter of fact, I would say that you'll never become all that God's created to be, created you to be, and you'll never accomplish all that God's created you to accomplish without community. It's that critical. You'll never become all God created you to be. You're going to miss something. You'll never accomplish all that God has for you to accomplish without community. That's why community is so crazy. It's interesting. I don't know if you'd be aware of this, but today, May the 20th on your account, today is the day of Pentecost. The day is the day that the church was birthed. Today is the day that we celebrate that the Holy Spirit was poured out to mobilize the church to effectiveness. To glorify, to glorify the works of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting, as you look back to Acts chapter 2, one of the things that made the early church so effective was community. I mean, they had the empowering of the Holy Spirit. What, what the Father had promised happen. Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit's poured out. And then we have this community of believers that's formed. And Luke writes about it. Acts chapter two, you don't have to turn there, but, but I want you to listen. This, this is kind of like a summary of the community of the early church as a result of the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. They devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Pretty amazing what happened in the midst of authentic, genuine community. People were growing in their faith as they listened to the apostles' teaching. Individuals were sharing meals together, like spending time together. Miracles were happening. Radical generosity. I mean, people were meeting other people's needs, like selling their own house to meet a need. I mean, radical generosity. And the Scripture says that the church was was growing rapidly. Many were being added to the number. Why? People were drawn to authentic community. People were drawn to the dynamic of the Holy Spirit that was happening as individuals were living out authentic community. So so why do we need community? Let, Let me leave you with a few values and benefits of authentic community. The first is this. Community is a place of support and encouragement. Support and encouragement. If you look back to our text this morning, Hebrews 10, 24 says this, And let us consider how, may, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So in community, what we have people around us who can help us when we struggle. We have people who can encourage us when we're discouraged. We have people who can assist us when we're in need. We have people around us who can lift us when we fall and when we fail. What community brings support and encouragement. Just this past week, I... I had a young man who came into my office. I'd never met him before. been coming to Grace Covenant for a few weeks. And he said, hey, can I meet with you? And so we had a conversation. He came into my office. One of the first things he said, and this is a young man. I'm going to say probably 26, 27. First thing he told me, he says, I'm an alcoholic. And then he began to unpack his story. And the good news for this young man is he came to the first critical step. And the first critical step is to realize you have a problem. So straight up, he says, I'm an alcoholic. I, I, I've got a problem. And I, I hate the problem that I have. And I want to grow to understand. I believe God has greater purpose for my life and I'm not living it. I have a problem and I need help. And the interesting thing is I began to talk with this young man. What we discovered is that the answer to his problem was found in community. He's an alcoholic looking for purpose. The answer to his problems is found where? It's found in community. As we began to talk, I said, you need, to, you need to find a great 12-step program. And he said, I've already done that. What's a 12-step program? It's a place of community. I said, secondly, I said, on Thursday morning, 6 o'clock, we have a men's Bible study. That you need to come and be a part of that men's Bible study to get into the Word. So a place of studying God's word where a group of men have gathered is a place of what? Community. I said, you need to make sure every Sunday when the church doors are open, you're a part of corporate worship. What's that? It's community. For this young man, the solution to the crisis of his life is found. where? in community because community is a place of what is a place of support and encouragement. Not, listen, it's not just for the alcohol, but it's true for every one of us in the room. In community, what do we find? We find support. We find encouragement. Community is also a place of accountability and growth. Again, looking back to he- Hebrews 10, 24, the Scripture says that, that we're to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And Proverbs 27, 17 says this is iron sharpens iron. So one man does what? Sharpens another. So in community, what we have accountability and growth. It's like authentic community creates the opportunity for others to hold us accountable and to speak into our lives. As we're engaged in community, we have others who can encourage us, others who can correct us, others who can direct us. Where does that happen? In authentic community. In community we have this we have accountability, we have opportunity for growth. You know, every Thursday morning I know this happens for, for this congregation, but for, for us on the Cornelius campus, every Thursday morning, 6 o'clock, I'm a part of a men's Bible study group. We gather for an hour. We get into God's Word and we have discussion around the table. About 25, 20 to 25 men gather 6 o'clock every Thursday morning. Now I've got to tell you, there's some Thursday mornings when the alarm goes off, I want to roll over and go back to sleep. I want more sleep. But every Thursday morning, I make myself get up because this is what I know. I need community. I need a group of men around me who can challenge me, speak into my life. I need that iron sharpening iron. Where does it happen? It happens in, in community. Not only that, beyond the group of 20 to 25 men, I have two other men that I meet with consistently who hold me accountable. They get my growth plan. They can ask me any question they want to ask me. When I have a crisis, when I have a challenge, first men I call are those two men. And I need accountability. Where does it happen? In community. Authentic community. So so the benefit of community is it gives us accountability and it it helps us grow to become all that God's created us to be. As I said earlier, listen, you'll never become all God's called and created you to be without the help of others. It happens. We're in in community. I think community is also a place. Thirdly, community is also a place of sorrow and suffering. Not that community creates the sorrow and suffering. But if. We've established ourselves in healthy community, then we have others around us who can encourage us, who can support us when we come to times of grief and sorrow and and suffering. About three weeks ago, we had a gentleman on our Cuneus campus that went in for just a simple operation, simple procedure. Matter of fact, as they rolled him back, he was laughing, he was joking with his wife, with his nurses, simple procedure. Forty minutes, be out in recovery, back home that day. That was the plan. He goes in for this simple procedure um, and dies on the operating table. Obviously, the wife was shot. Children were shot. They were wrecked. They were in deep grief, deep sorrow, because all of a sudden, it's like out of nowhere. They find themselves in this place of grief. But what was amazing as I watched this play out, what was amazing is how their life group, they were part of a life group, how this community of friends rallied around them and took care of all of the details. I mean, when somebody dies that's close to you, I mean, there's a lot of details. This life group came in, they began to order the details, they gathered food, they became a support system, they became a life support system for this family as they were going through this time of grief. This is what I know. One of the great benefits of community is we can have we can find help in times of sorrow, in times of suffering. Well, lastly this morning, I think community is also a place of healing and wholeness. It's through community that we have the benefit of others to help us. Like process through places of woundedness to experience healing and wholeness in our lives. It happens again where? And community. There's a ministry that we support as a congregation called Love Life Charlotte. Some of you are probably familiar with that term or that name. Love Life Charlotte is a ministry that's committed to uniting the local church to, uh, to live out love as we stand against the greatest evil in our city being abortion. So every Saturday, they mobilize churches to go and prayer walk the largest abortion clinic in the southeastern part of the United States that happens to be in the city of Charlotte. They don't go to picket, carry signs. Uh, they go to worship, uh, to love, and to intercede. And as, as that's happened, the interesting is the amazing story. Literally, hundreds and hundreds of babies have been saved through Love Life Charlotte. But it's not just babies being saved as As moms who are pregnant, carrying children, make a decision from aborting the child to keeping the child, they give that woman an opportunity to be connected to a mentor. What's happening here? Community. And then as that individual who's pregnant now choosing to give life is being mentored by an individual in a church, which then connects them to a larger body of believers, a larger community, and that church becomes The resource, the support for this individual who has chosen life. That's amazing to see this play out when individuals are finding healing and wholeness where? In community. As they're being loved on, as they're being encouraged, as they're being supported, as they are being mentored. You know, what we discover is that God administers his gift of healing and help through the hands of others. So community becomes what? It becomes this place of. Of healing, this place of wholeness. Folks, the bottom line, the bottom line is this. We all need authentic, healthy community. Just as an automobile needs fuel to run, to operate, so you need community to function correctly. Again, it's the way you were wired It's the way you were made. God created you as a relational being, not to be an island into yourself, not to live life isolated, but to be connected to community. You say, well, pastor, it gets messy. I understand it gets messy. I've been a part of church all my life. I saw some of the stuff my dad went through and I swore I'd never be a pastor. I said, I don't need that. I understand community can be messy, but I also understand that it's in community. That we're able to live out the fullness of God's plan. Not only for our lives, but for the church. And we're individuals who have our own identity and our own purpose. But that identity and purpose is best discovered and lived out where? In the presence of community. I want to leave you this morning with a picture. I think this picture so illustrates what I believe we're called to. In this first slide, the beautiful This first slide, you see a beautiful grove of aspen trees with the mountain range behind. So you have individual trees that are making up this grove of aspen trees. Would you agree with that? So you have individual trees that are a part of a larger group of trees. But what's interesting is what's happening below the surface. If you do a cutaway of this grove of aspen trees... What you discover, let's go to the cutaway. What you discover is that the root system within these aspen trees, though they're individual trees, the roots of the aspen, the roots of the aspen trees are intertwined. They're connected and they, they're giving life and support to one another. So in a, so the individuals, yet they're connected and it's that that brings life. It's that that brings support. And I believe that this is a picture of, of God's desire for the body of Christ. And we would be our individual. We'd be the individuals that God created us to be, living out the gifts, the abilities, the callings that He's given us. But within that, what? We're like this root system and that we're intertwined. We're connected in such a way that we're supporting and giving life to each other. And that's what God's called us to. He's called us to authentic community. And in that, We discover life in that we discover fullness of in that we discover greater purpose in that we live out the potential that God has for us. Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the way that you've created us. Lord, I know sometimes relationship, community, it can be messy. It can be difficult. Lord, yet it can be so life giving. And so, Lord, I thank You for the way that You've made us and how we can connect in community. And in that, Lord, we can bring help. We can bring encouragement. We can bring life. We can bring support. God, we can help others, Lord, in this thing called life. God, thank You for that privilege. Lord, I pray for each of us that, that we wouldn't just isolate, but that we would be willing To make ourselves vulnerable. That that is part of the process. To find that place of connection. To find that. Maybe it's a group of three. Maybe it's a group of seven. Maybe it's a larger group. But Lord, that we would find that place of connection. And in that community. Holy Spirit, you would work deep in our lives. To transform us. To be all that you've created us to. With every head bowed and eye closed, possibly you're here today. And you've had an experience somewhere in your past where you were a part of community. Maybe it was a group of three. Maybe it was a, a group of 52. Maybe it was a larger kind. You were a part of community. And in that, you got wounded. You got hurt. Someone wronged you. And you didn't say it out loud, but this is what you said yourself. I'm never going to do that again. Who needs that? I'm just going to play it safe. I'm just going to do it on my own. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. Because God, God's not called you to do it alone. And He's created you to do life with others, to be involved in community. So if that's you this morning, I just want to pray a quick prayer that God would bring healing to the wounded places of your heart. And God would bring a few people around you that you could begin to rebuild that trust, that you would begin to feel safe, to open your life again to what God's created you for. Lord, I I pray today for, I don't know if it's two or three, but Lord, I know there's a few individuals here this morning who have been wounded. And again, although they didn't say it maybe out loud to themselves, they said, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to open my life to that again. No, they made a vow. And so they've been living as this island isolated unto themselves. Lord, I pray today that you would heal the wounded places of their heart. Lord, I pray today that that vow they spoke five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, Lord, I pray that that vow would be broken. Lord, that they would not... Lord, buy into the lie of the enemy that says they can make it on their own just fine. Lord, that You would bring healing and restoration. That You would bring a few folks around them that would be a part of that process of healing wholeness. To bring them to a place that they would be able to fully engage. To bring their contribution to this thing called community. Lord, I pray for the rest of us in the room today. Lord, may we be willing to continue to engage, to continue to... Continue. Lord, may we be that support system. May we be like that, that grove of aspen trees, Lord, where the roots are intertwined and, and they're giving support in life to others. God, may that be true of this congregation. Again, what I know, when that happens, where there's that unity and there's that support, it becomes a place where the Spirit of the living God can move from this congregation to this community. And what we read about the early church in Acts chapter 2 becomes a reality for this congregation Are the great things that you'll do in the midst of authentic, healthy community. Holy Spirit, help us to live it out, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, Visit us at gracecovenant.org.